Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female, you may ask? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 18. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Melanie Fitzpatrick. Melanie is a certified life coach and transformation expert. She's a workshop and retreat facilitator, professional speaker, and co-author of Communicating Your Personal Brand chapter in the Women Entrepreneur Extraordinaire, and she's the founder of Live In Your Truth. She's an igniter of passion and truth, and in 2014, she made a bold move to leave a successful corporate sales career, where she managed a $15 million portfolio in the transportation and logistic industry in order to create a more meaningful and mission-inspired life. She navigated the career reinvention and became a certified life coach and professional workshop leader. She is a certified Radiant Women's Circle Guide and a personal brand specialist. As a lifelong seeker, she has studied with numerous transformation and thought leaders around the United States, and today she combines her extensive business experience and personal development training to guide people to live from their unique self in order to create meaning, joy, and success personally and professionally. And she's also a fellow podcaster. She hosts the Live In Your Truth radio podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes as well. All links, of course, will be in the show notes. So welcome, Melanie, to the show. Thank you, Robin. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to have another alpha female on. When I connected with you online, I sent you over the definition of what I believe an alpha female is. So what did you think of it, and how did you actually identify with being one? Well, first of all, I thought it was so fun to uh, uh, meet someone who was celebrating being an alpha female. <laughs> I mean, I just find that being um, an alpha female, um, I find it joyful today, but in the, my corporate career, um, you know, it's controversial because the patriarchy is distinctly intimidated um, by the alpha female. They're just, it really pushes them right into their uncomfortableness. And so I often was experienced it as a negative. Mm. Uh, so it was like this, it was twofold. Um, I think that uh, I was loved for my production and my success and my ability to earn my company a lot of money. Um, but then when I wanted to voice my opinion or be bold and outspoken, that wasn't so... Um, that wasn't so welcome. Was it welcomed by other males, alpha males, or was it not welcomed by other females? Well, you know, unfortunately, um, my experience with working with 
other alpha or not, I wouldn't say just necessarily an alpha female, but um, sometimes just basically whether the gender is male or female, an insecure person will have uh, their filter will, they'll just not enjoy being around somebody who's powerful. Mm, It just brings up their stuff. And so (laughs) they react accordingly. And so people who are really centered and confident, they, uh, they loved my energy and what I, what I brought to every conversation and what I brought, you know, solutions that I brought, you know, cause I feel like, um, my warrior energy is, is it's intense, but it's also love energy cause I'm passionate. Mm. Yeah. So it's all, it's all bold and passionate, um, and always trying to get messages across, but I love that you've put the filter of self-esteem versus a confident personality and how they accept the alpha versus just males or females because I think that is way more applicable. Um, But I've definitely found um, that males in general deal much more easily with an alpha personality, whether it's male or female, and uh, whether that's because of masculine energy. But it's true. It's uh, mm-hmm. I find it's an alpha female is always not as accepted with someone that is still developing their confidence in who they are as a person. And I believe it's actually sometimes seen as jealousy, and that comes across uh, in different ways for people. So thank you for that perspective. Mm-hmm. So the the podcast is all about giving people work life harmony tips um, versus finding work life balance. So what does your work-life harmony look like now that you've left the corporate world? It's shifted so much. Um, I get to create my day, and I think that's essential. And I got to revisit this whole hubbub and concept of work-life balance. And what I really have come to understand is that, you know, balance is elusive because to me it has more of – a seesaw effect. It's up and down. So it's hard to find that center of it because our lives are really about movement and flow. And so I began to redefine um, the word balance as flow for myself. And I understand, like, I, I think what really defines flow now is aligning with your priorities and your goals. And, and what do you really want your life to look like? So for me, that's what I discovered, that it didn't have to be based on uh, someone else's priorities for me, which is often what it's like when you don't go beyond that you're not just your job or your corporate um, role. And I respect that, right? I respect that, that if that's what you do for a living, but you still get to decide what's important to you and how your life should really line up. And it is about being in harmony with your priorities and goals. And so that you do feel that within yourself. So I, I, um, I choose to, uh, look at each day and fill it with what's important to my family, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in my life. Because now that I'm an entrepreneur, I get to put my family first in a way that I never used to be able to. And one of my highest uh, values is is harmony in the home. I find my home a sanctuary. So that was um, important and very much something that I felt really good about being able to do. But I really focus on you know, what I'm here to do and create. And I kind of focus on lining that up right after I I make sure um, some other needs are met. 
Mm. So in the corporate career, I want to see um, there's a lot of people that will be working full-time jobs and they hear the entrepreneurs on my show and um, I, as much as I want everyone to follow their life and jump into um, you know, careers that they're meant to live and love, uh, was there anything that you were doing in the corporate world to have harmony at that time or did you find you couldn't maintain it with uh, you know, the demands of a job? I'm assuming you may have been traveling a lot, but were you able to bring harmony into your daily life at all? Yes, I did. Absolutely. Um, I got to, uh, I did travel. I traveled like probably, you know, three weeks out of the month. Oh, wow. And uh, I got to coordinate that though. And I always coordinated it based on my family's schedule. And I often did not have bosses that had children and they weren't always in tune with it. But I, I found that one of the things that I, I helped them uh, when they came to my town, I helped them to understand it by inviting them to my home and actually asking them to ride along with me while I picked up my children mm -hmm. because I wanted them to understand that this is what it's like. This is what my life is like. And and if I was the kind of person that didn't put my family first, then what kind of an employee would could I possibly be? Mm. You know, where would my integrity be? Where would my loyalty be? So I felt those were values that I showed in my home life that I also showed in my corporate career. And I always wanted my boss to understand and know that I had both, but my family lined up first and then my job did. And of course, I really had to shift some of my concepts of that I had to do it all. So one of the one of the things that I discovered as a tip is called the 50/50 exercise and I actually I I um discovered this on a, a lean in website. And the 50/50 exercise is when uh you get together with your partner and you both write down the tasks that you both do regarding your your lives as it pertains to um uh, children, chores, shopping, uh, you know, cooking, food preparation, that whole thing. And then look at your lists and try to create some equity between them based on your skill sets and your time logistics. And so my husband and I have always been pretty decent uh, partners in that regard. But sometimes you just have to say, hey, I need you to take this this week so that you can feel a little bit freer about doing what you need to do. So maybe you do need to stay a little bit later at work. And so then your husband has to take on the additional chore of going to get the kids after daycare or from a school activity. So I figured that it, every single day was a conversation about um, how we both kept the flow in our lives. Oh my gosh. I, so I just moved in with my boyfriend uh, a few weeks ago and now I'm going to go home tonight and definitely <laughs> start this because um, I've never heard of it. I love the concept. Um, yeah, I think it's effective. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. I hear a lot with, because most of my friends are super into self-development. Um, so a lot of my friends are also implementing like a family meeting uh, at the end of the weekend to just make sure like everyone's goals and priorities and to-do lists for the week are mm -hmm. aligned and organized that way. So I, I think that would be a cool way to implement the 50-50 on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So as you're growing as an entrepreneur and all of the programs um, and experiences that you're creating, what are you most passionate about? Wow. I, I, I have a lot of things that I'm, I'm passionate about. 
I, I primarily focus my my business on women, women in uh, their midlife. And that midlife arc actually starts about 35 and goes to about mid-60s. And in that arc is a lot of milestones for women. And because uh, we start our midlife, usually uh, we're married and we have our careers taking off and then we have children. And each of our milestones become really uh, challenging. And so uh, we're often in a transition, for example. So you're a new mother and you're, uh, you've got a demanding career that's taking off, which often happens mid to later thirties. And you're wondering, oh my gosh, how do I juggle all this? And sometimes you can lose your center or maybe you're going through a separation or you become an empty nester. Those are just a couple of the milestones. Mm. And so I, I support women through midlife transitions mm. and especially when you, find yourself wondering like in your career, like, is this it? Is there more? Uh, maybe you can begin to feel empty. Maybe you begin to feel the shift change in you and you need to find um, maybe a new career that responds to it. So I help with reinvention because I'm pretty much an expert at that since I've done it and completed it successfully. So I support women uh, to become more of themselves. They're really to live up to their fullest potential. And I feel like we are the game changers in the world today. I, I think that we are the solution to a lot of uh, what our world needs. I fully believe that. And so I feel like that is a part of my change making um, role in this world. So I'm, I'm extremely passionate about that. I'm passionate about potential. I always have been. Um, and so I, I support women like one-on-one. I create women's circles, which I love because that's kind of getting to the more uh, earthy root of, of who we are as women. And I, I like to bring us together in circles so that we can honor and acknowledge each other and play. Oh my gosh, we need to play more. Women just don't play enough. (laughs) I don't know if you can relate to that, but the more encumbered you get with responsibilities, the you cut play out of your life and play can show up in your life in so many ways, create with creativity, with outdoor activities. Uh, for me, I, I am a, I'm very much passionate about expressing my creativity, which is writing, speaking, decorating, uh, photographing, singing, playing guitar. So I'm I'm pretty in tune <laughs> with, with how I like to play. Yeah, and I think that sometimes women need a better self care program so that they can specifically identify those areas that nurture and uh, feed them. So mm-hmm. it's one of the I, reasons why I got on this this podcasting soapbox was to inspire better self-care and more proactive health care for people so that they are putting themselves first and taking care of themselves. And that I love that you say play because it, it really does involve play. Yeah. Play is, um, play is like, it, it really is nourishing and it fuels you, uh, in so many ways. It fuels your creativity. Um, when I'm riding my bike, I get some of my best ideas <laughs> And or or I, I I find that it kicks my writer in, and I'm writing while I'm biking. Mm. So it's like, oh God, I wish I could be recording this as I do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. My audience, um, both on social media and my blog, know me as a bucket list creator. 
So I do, uh-huh. I do seasonal ones for summer and winter to make the most of our short summer months in Canada and then to enjoy sometimes the harsh winter months. So I'm constantly trying to figure out new firsts that I want to try. Like I just bought a road bike for this summer so that I'm going to be getting out there constantly camping or hiking. What else? Things like, oh, I'm also an adrenaline junkie, so I'm putting things on the list like kiteboarding, and last year I did skydiving and bungee jumping, so that's my kind of play. (laughs) Yeah. uh, No, I like the high adrenaline, too. I've always been an outdoor um, adventurer, and so I I choose – I always choose – um, outdoor play, hiking, biking, skiing, swimming. I used to be a big rock climber. Mm. Um, I just, uh, each season I channel something new and, um, it's, it's really important because you feel like you're thriving and flourishing. And and I think that's essential. And I, I try to encourage women each year to focus on, that was my word for the year. You know how you can choose a word and, so thrive was mine and and I just sort of broke that down and I thought I just love the idea of of flourishing and what does that mean it's to it's always about uh developing and growing. Mm, that's, we're so in tune my um uh, I was uh, diagnosed with MS as some of my listeners know in 2014 and one of my biggest kind of statements is that I want to thrive and not just survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that word. So, uh, that is very cool. So we talked about self-care. You said you want to inspire more self-care and you did talk at the beginning about how you put your family first and that's one of your priorities, which is admirable. But one of the definition portions is how alpha females know how to put themselves first so that there's more of us to go around. So mm-hmm. what are some of your daily health habits that keep your immune system boosted? Well, the first thing I do in the morning after I get my son off to school is I, I sit down and I meditate for 30 minutes. And I, I, I have to say that that is like this really essential quiet time where I connect within myself. I connect to my higher self. And that's, that's the start of what refuels me. And it gets me centered for the day on, um, not just what I want to do, but who I want to be. And that practice has been really solid for me for about three years. I've always, uh, I had a very strong practice in my twenties, but with the advent of marriage and family and this crazy career went by the wayside and I kind of suffered for it. So, um, I brought it back in and it's really wonderfully refueling, but I also, I feel like just really healthy, loving, positive thoughts towards yourself. I feel like that's essential and conducive to keeping our, our minds flowing. And it also sends positive messages to the body, which in tune really helps boost our immune immune system. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's essential. You can read about the science behind that. And I studied with Deepak Chopra and he totally teaches that concept that the messages in our mind automatically uh, flow into our bodies. And so that's a great place to start each day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I um, I love nutrition. I love citrus for helping my body to thrive better. And I do the whole greens and veggies scene, but I also get a lot of fresh air because it's so essential um, to pump uh, fresh uh, air into our blood. It really, um, I do this breathing technique that is energizing. Uh, it's It's basically two quick exhales and then you and you do this large inhale of fresh air 
and then you do this sort of like uh, gripping throughout your whole body, and it and it really and enlivens um, our our blood. So you basically you're getting out the venous blood, and you're pumping in and making your blood more oxygenated, and it just it's like a high. It's a it's a natural high. So I always recommend getting fresh air, mm. and then of course you know what sun sun in nature. I mean you can't beat it. <laughs> uh, obviously when you live in the northern part of the northern hemisphere, uh, you need to take whatever sun you can get when you can get it mm-hmm. and filter it with some sunblock. But uh, we really need the vitamin D. Mm-hmm, we do. It's one of the core things that is in my supplement routine because at time of diagnosis, I was deficient. So I'm I'm hyper boosting my vitamin D. Excellent. So I work with a naturopath to supplement that. But yeah, and even from a sun perspective, not putting on sunscreen right away. I have a sunscreen practice for obviously skincare and um, the skin cancer scares, but the body can actually absorb really good sun vitamin D if you have this the sunscreen on. So there's like that kind of like window of time that you kind of have to apply it a little bit after. And mm-hmm. it's um, it's a fun game. But I want to go back to the meditation practice because I think if someone has never meditated before and they hear that you have a 30-minute practice, like even mm-hmm. myself, I have a, I call it an unconscious meditation practice where I put on headspace and fall asleep to it. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And I'm trying to incorporate a conscious meditation practice. So what does that look like? Do you sit in a certain place? place? Uh, is it in the same place in your house? Do you meditate anywhere? So people can start thinking about how to incorporate it into their life. Well, I recommend that start 10 minutes a day. And for me, I believe in creating sacred space in your home mm-hmm. because you can vibrationally, it can, it can, uh, you can raise the, uh, the vibration if you stay in the same space spot to do it, but that isn't necessary. A meditation can happen in the bathroom at work or at your desk if you if hopefully you can you can grab 10 minutes of uninterrupted time. But it's just going within and that's really what you need. But I do. I have an area of my studio that is piled with pillows. I sit on top. I have a ritual that takes me into it. I use scent. I use sound. I have some stones that are very anchoring that I use. But I use all that because I like ritual because it takes us in and takes you in deeply. But essentially, I use my breath and I use some mantras. And if you're a new meditator, find some guided meditations Mm -hmm. because those are really – I still use them today. And when – the guided meditation is done. I've usually, through using my breath, been able to still my mind. And then I can sit for another 10 or 15 minutes in quiet. And they call it getting in between the gap, which means getting in between your thoughts is just silence. And the more you can grow that, the more still you can become. And it's actually excellent for your nervous system. It's really a healthy practice because it does calm your nervous system. And when your mind gets calm, um, it starts in your mind to get it calm. But your breath leads you into your body because you the breath takes you deep down through your lungs at your belly and all the way out to your hips. And then when you exhale it, you can just visualize taking uh, out your aches and pains and your mental stress with it. And it, uh, it really works. So I say start with 10 minutes a day, find a really nice guided meditation and um, focus on uh, what your intentions are and uh, create some lovely affirmations that feel delicious and make you feel happy and good because those you can carry with you throughout the day. 
Mm, I love that. And I love that you talk about starting slow or small, but I also love that you talk about routine. And the, as you talk about, you know, uh, just creating something, I am such a routine creature. Like I crave it. Um, I'm in the midst of, you know, moving to a new city and creating new routines. And I just like, I can't wait to get back into a comfortable flow. And I wonder if that's like universal for most alpha females is that we crave that control. Well, I have to say that being a type A, you know, <laughs> control is part and parcel yeah. of the package. I, I really... I really am. Um, I started a new awareness practice about my need for control. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I decided that, okay, it's one thing if I need to control myself because I know that's all about safety and uh, comfort. But, you know, it's my awareness practice is that if I'm starting to control others, that's when I have to recognize it and back off. Yeah. So um, the control part, it's like, okay, if you've got good boundaries with it, but you know, that's, that's a, um, uh, that's in practice, quite frankly. So, yeah. but I, I think that um, I just like routine because it helps me feel anchored in me and I'm more productive when I am anchored in me. Mm, I love that. I feel ya. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So what is your weekly fitness routine like? It sounds like you're a bit of an outdoor um, adventurer, but do you also have an well, indoor practice? I, I do. Um, you know, because we live where I live in the East, I live in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's really mid Atlantic ish area, but you know, we get full, full on winters. So I, I have to do a combination of indoor and outdoor. Um, I have to get outside. Uh, it's, it's actually, I'm just called to all seasonal weather. I love winter. (laughs) And so this winter was interesting for me. Uh, I did two spinning classes a week and I would always get myself outside for a walk or something. Um, we have, Pittsburgh is a very wooded city. I live in the urban, uh, an urban area, but we have really big parks. So I'll get out to the parks and walk. But this winter, I felt my body just felt called to run. So I started to run. And it's interesting to run in the winter. It actually mm. feels great because it's my favorite. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine running in the heat of the summer. So it felt good to run. My body wanted to do it. So I honored it. And I, so I ended up running twice a week and I ski. So I was skiing, um, at least once a week. So that felt great. And then I would do the free weights thing and, uh, at the gym and that also worked nicely. And I can also do it at home. I, I like to really use the gym for what it has that I don't and that's machines. And then I would do my stretching with yoga because that always helps to act as a recovery mm-hmm. from running is hard, right? I was a ballerina for many years, which kind of ruined my knees and hips. So my running is under three miles, but that feels good. It feels good just to do that much. I don't feel the need to do any more. So the yoga has been really good just to, to get that worked out. And and what I really love to do is dance. So I like to shake my booty around, even if it's just in my um, my studio office. <laughs> uh, so I kind of do that based on fun. But I really uh, I like a I like a balance. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're we're home a lot. So I I, I really like to schedule um, to get out. Mm, that's awesome. I'm jealous that you had snow because our winter this year was very dry and cold, and I couldn't do my snowboarding, which was on my bucket list or dog sledding. <laughs> so Oh, dog sledding. Wow. Yeah. That, so that I'm, sounds really fun. I like prayed for snow all year and everyone was getting kind of mad at me because I was excited when it started snowing again. And it just snowed like two weeks ago and then it dried up again. 
Um, so. I know. Um, we didn't want April snow, however. Yeah. We wanted our snow between December and March. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, yoga, and it's also so healing from a, a mental fitness perspective too, getting that in and just being able to recenter. So I'm, I love doing yoga once a week, and I love that you are dancing in your office. Do you have a favorite song of the moment that you like, um, keep putting on? Well, I... I would put on Happy for a while yeah. uh, with Pharrell, but I got this new artist that I love. Um, his name is George Ezra. He's a he's a little Brit, and he talks with a very Cockney accent. It's great to see his videos, but he's got the song Budapest. You have to look him up. Anyway, he's got a couple of upbeat tunes, and uh, so I'll just get up. I'll just yeah. put him on. He's on my channel. He's on my Pandora. So uh, I'll just I'll just put him on and shake it around for a little bit. And. It just, it's just like, it's a mood shifter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just need it. And it's also quite, uh, it can be quite aerobic. (laughs) Yes, this is true. I also am a former ballerina up until like 16 years of age until my toes got tendonitis because they put me up on point too early. But I still love, uh, when I train at the obstacle course racing facility that I train at, in between sets, if there's a really good song on, you'll see me just like dancing in the corner. (laughs) Oh, how fun. Before another set. So yeah, I love still having that in my life. Um, You talked a bit about in terms of boosting your immune system with citrus. What else do you do from a nutrition standpoint to keep yourself nourished? Well, I I love greens and I love vegetables. Sometimes in the winter, you know, we don't get as much of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I tell you, I just I look for where there's an abundance of something and I bring it home and I cook with it. And uh, so like avocado and um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so you eat uh, seasonally? Like what's well? What's available absolutely. Locally? Yeah. Yes, and of course, you know, we're, we're going to break into. Um, our, our summer season where the, we have, um, we go to the farmer's markets yeah. and I grow, I have a little kitchen garden, but it's mainly for herbs, but I, I will grow some, some vegetables on a small scale, mm-hmm. like cherry tomatoes. They're really perfect for a small kitchen garden, but, um, I'll do like nutritional protein shakes. I, I personally need to have protein with every meal. It's what keeps me anchored and, as far as the family goes, um, we all eat a tiny bit differently. So honestly, sometimes at night I'm making three different meals. Mm. <laughs> like, like my son who's really growing, he needs he needs meat. So <laughs> I buy a lot of um, – he eats a lot of burgers, yeah. but I'll make them for him. Okay. Whereas my husband, he eats so lean that I just – I get him fish. Uh, but we can all usually eat the same vegetable. And like <laughs> so I, don't, I don't mind like protein on a salad. That's like perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I always need a little starch with every meal. I like – uh, whether it's a good whole grain or potatoes, like sometimes I'm, I'm I just well, I'll I'll actually bake French fries because I love French fries. Yeah. <laughs> so I really do uh, take my supplements pretty religiously because I can feel the difference without them. I just I just don't feel stable, um, you know. And what happens is it kicks in my cravings for sugar. So I eat a lot of protein bars. I eat protein uh, at every meal, and I start my morning off with uh, fruits. Like I love citrus, so I eat a lot of grapefruit and uh, the little mini oranges. Mm, I think they call them cuties or clementines. Clementines, yeah, clementines yeah. and cuties. I think are kind of like the same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what do you do at the end of the day to wind down from your day and reduce any stress that may have built up? Well. I think that when I thought about this question initially, I answered it from how do I wind down and fall asleep? And that's mm. a one whole 
thing unto itself, but I'm trying to balance out my working at night because if I, because sometimes I just have deadlines, you know, when, you know, you know, when you run a podcast like we do, sometimes you have deadlines about publishing them. And so I'm working a little bit later, but that's not always um, great, but it happens. So uh, sometimes I check out with with my favorite programming on TV. I can't deny mm-hmm. I, I I have my my um, uh, they're not even guilty pleasures because quite frankly I feel like I deserve them. So <laughs> I don't have any guilt about them. So sometimes a really good uh, uh, show helps me to check out fully, and then I can like go go to bed happy. But I really do have a very significant um, process for falling asleep because. A, I'm a little bit wired, and B, um, genetically, my family we're not a, we're not good sleepers. So I, I really take a lot of time to focus on preparation, and so I I actually drink chamomile tea. I use a little bit of um, essential oil, like a lavender, and um, you know I put it on my wrists, and I you know I, I smell it because it's very soothing and relaxing, and it really does it just induces tranquility, which is what I'm trying to do in order to wind my brain down. Mm -hmm. But before I actually get into bed, I write my to-do list down for the next day because I need to get that out of me. And I need to know that I'm set up for my next day so that I don't take those thoughts to bed with me. I think that's really essential. And so I wind down with tea and I, I read some really good fiction and it just um, it'll helps me to just kind of uh, trail off to sleep. Mm. And I don't have any technology in the bedroom other than my Kindle. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, believe in you keep TVs. it out of the bedroom. Yeah, it, it, I my I feel like the the bedroom is for sleep and romance. <laughs> I like that. And I love that you use lavender essential oil. I'm putting that in my bath in a diffuser, so I'm getting like yeah. double lavender every night. And it's nice to hear that you're reading. And as I guess alpha females, and uh, in the in the definition, you know, we're never we're always striving for better. We never want to be complacent. So usually, alphas love their personal self development, self help books. So I like that. You're, oh, believe me, that, I have a plethora of them. Yeah, but I like that you're choosing fiction at night instead of nonfiction. Well, the thing is that. If I and I have so many, like I'll have really spiritual, like I have a lot of Brene Brown on my um, <laughs> nightstand right now. And the thing is that if I don't get to bed early enough, um, like I have like say an, a good hour, I, it'll kick, it'll kick in, it'll kick my mind up and mm-hmm. going about me and what I need to change about me. It's like always this, you know, I'm a, this lifelong seeker, and as it relates to personal development and spiritual evolution, so I have to be careful about what I introduce right before bed. Like my curiosity wants to read it. I have these great books on angels, and so I mean, it's just like it just it like I I desire it. I long for that. So I give myself permission in certain time frames. And usually it's right after my meditations in the morning when I read that type of material. But uh, yeah, I got a nightstand that's really filled with it. And um, I just have to be careful when I introduce it so that I doesn't like wake the mind up and churn away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so in terms of doing the the nightly to-do list, do you do that outside of the bedroom or do you keep like your planner or notepad beside the bed in case you need to do a brain dump? Oh, I have definitely have plenty of journals um, because I get my best ideas early in the morning. Like early in the morning could be um, anywhere between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Mm. So I often will 
wake up, grab the journal. I'll just write it all down and then I will go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because I know that um, I won't remember it. I've, I've, there's been, I've gotten so many great downloads that I was felt whiny about like turning the light on and writing them down. And I thought, I'll remember tomorrow. And guess what? <laughs> you know, the the most, the things that are sort of divinely inspired, they come and go quickly. So you have to grab them. And uh, I love what um, Elizabeth uh, Gilbert says in her uh, book on big magic. It's about um, living the creative life. It's like when the muse shows up, you better grab onto it, latch onto it and act on it. And so I've learned that lesson lesson is to, you've got to write them down. Mm, Okay. Yeah. That's great advice. Okay. So we talked at the beginning a bit about how alpha female personalities can be perceived differently based on self-esteem and where people are at in their confidence levels. Um, Are there any other pain points of being an alpha female that you have to problem solve for? Well... I think that out of all your questions, that one hit me the deepest. And and I really appreciate that you're asking that. So thank you. Because, you know, I don't want to have to apologize for who I am. Mm. But I, I guess I felt like I had to for a lot of years because I wasn't able to clearly discern someone's quiet reaction or defensive reaction or negative reaction to who I am. Mm. And I know that I have a lot of energy and I, I do come off powerful and I have a lot of confidence. And as we discussed earlier, it doesn't sit well with people. And so I feel like today my awareness has become so heightened to this now that I've learned to balance this energy a little bit better. And I, I know how to regulate it. Um, I'm more sensitive to how people are coming off towards me and, I'm able to, I guess I, I, the only word I can think of is, is regulate or balance it uh, based on certain people and events without apologizing for who I am. Hmm. I love that you're using the words um, like not apologizing because I think as alphas, we are very confident in who we are. We're obsessed with self-development and personal development. So we're constantly bettering ourselves and have a massive self-awareness practice, I think. Uh, But I know for me personally, I have a very hard other awareness practice. (laughs) So learning how to communicate to how someone wants to receive communication. I've always been of the mindset that they should learn how to communicate at my level. And <laughs> as and that and that to be honest, and I and I think as women grow old, it's very like that was very much a tw- in my 20s. And uh, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm realizing, oh, I can just I can communicate at someone's level and how they want to be communicated with instead of everyone having to go to my level. So, I think alpha females can do such a better job of other awareness. So I love that you've brought that up in the conversation in terms of balancing energy. I think it's kind of, uh, I think we're saying the same things in terms of balancing energy versus how we communicate. Um, Yes. Thank you for articulating that or at least clarifying that. And I just want to applaud you for, 
you developing that awareness in your 30s. Um, the thing <laughs> is that because we really can be a little bit full of ourselves, uh, our energy, our ego, sometimes energy translates to ego, can take over. And that's when we railroad other people. And I think that is the biggest mindfulness shift that I grew into. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... I, I think it's... Um, it's definitely a balance, though, when you say, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hide who I am. I don't want to lessen myself. Like, who I've developed into is awesome and amazing, but I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to railroad people. I don't have to push it. I, I just need to be genuinely and unapologetically myself. And those who are attracted to that will understand that. And then those who aren't, I'm a, I'm also a people pleaser, so it's funny how I can be super confident and strong in myself, but I still want the entire world to love me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, okay. Well, that's we all get our little things to uh, juggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is that just by the very nature of being an alpha, uh, we are leaders, and uh, leaders. Um, uh, you know, obviously today we can develop our leadership style. And prior to being an awakened leader, uh, <laughs> you might just be the type of leader that tells people what to do because it comes so natural for us. Yeah. And so that's something to that's a that was a shift for me is that uh, I might be really good at knowing what needs to be done. So therefore, I tell people what to do. But that doesn't always go over well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah always a learning process. Um, so as we harmonize our work and life, we've shared um, everything that you do to keep yourself healthy, but the biggest part of my definition is that to be an alpha female, you need to lead a happy and healthy life. So what is your definition of happiness? Well, I believe that happiness starts with the relationship that we cultivate in it with ourselves. And it's a choice. We always have a choice to be happy. And I think that when you you're recognizing that god i'm just miserable then you know it's really time to examine why but i i find that um you know if i'm just feeling a little bit cranky that i have the power to shift my emotions and my beliefs and my energy at any time within myself and so that's my practice and and so i love life and i know i love life and when i'm finding that i'm not happy it's like well what is it that i'm doing that is promoting that and and what do I need to do to change it and you know we we go through the process of you know figuring out who we are and what we love and and then we have to learn how to um focus on that and make it happen in our life and so that's what I do I I try to um practice what I love a lot and this is why I promote um play so much and especially for myself I'm talking about it so much cuz I know I need it <laughs> and um but uh, I think creating our life is, um, it's our choice. That's what we do. And it's our job. Uh, and I think it's about honoring ourselves and, and focusing every single day on, uh, we have some tasks that we have to do that don't bring us joy, but some things are just necessary in life, you know. Uh, but um, we also really have the job of, of uh, pushing our joy buttons Mm, I love it. I have absolutely adored having you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time for us today. 
Thank you, Robin, for having me. It really, it's been, <laughs> it's been like talking in the mirror. I love it. <laughs> um, so for all the listeners, if you'd like to hear more of Melanie, you can find her on iTunes. Just search for Live In Your Truth and you'll find her podcast there. This episode is sponsored by the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? Are you ready to get organized so you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed? That's why I created the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress, get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. Sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.